Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I'm super excited. First of all, it's a new season, a new year. If you're watching this, we're in 2022. <laughs> and with that being said, we have new content, new people, new discussion focuses. I mean, it's going to go down. I'm super excited about this. If you've been following the podcast, you know that CBMK Global supplements are out cop those from superpower to saucy to transform to glow to batter up it's all designed for you but this episode before we get into it i have an amazing offer first of all when i reached out uh tara's phenomenal responded you know didn't give me the cold shoulder so i'm super excited new book coming out we're gonna get into it but if you want to keep seeing amazing content and amazing influencers and leaders like Tara Hall, you got to do a couple things. You got to first go to cbnkglobal.store. Second thing is subscribe to the YouTube page at YouTube at CB Space K. We're all amazing content and seen, heard, and felt. And connect with your man at cbmk33 and cbmk underscore global on Instagram. And with that being said, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. And thank you so much. I'm really thrilled to be here. I'm really thrilled to be here today. It is my absolute honor. Look, when you when you uh, connected with me and you responded, you know, I was like, yes, you know, uh, I, I always say nobody has to do anything for you. Right. right. Uh, so when somebody acquiesces, you know, it's, it's always kind of my job to just intrigue and just, you know, I'm super humbled that you've been on the show. I'm super excited. Thank you also so much for sitting over. Uh, I can really get into the book, but I'm excited because you have a new book coming out that will be available January 2022 and on Amazon. Correct. I think I got that correct. Called Emerging Men. Yeah. So before we do all that, first of all, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you came upon this great journey. Yeah. Well, thank you. I am, uh, as you see my name there, Tara Hall. Um, I'm the owner of Tara Hall Inspired Solutions. It is a training and development company where I specialize in leadership development, um, mindset coaching, uh, inspirational speaking, and online programming as far as those who want to do uh, personal development. And um, I've been in this space now. It's uh, been about three years, actually coming up on three years. So um, I still have what I call my investor, um, my nine to five, um, that's funding my other adventures <laughs> in this space. It. And um, so, you know, I got into I got into writing a little bit uh, back in 2018, and I've been on that journey ever since. So I, I figured, you know, once you start to learn something, it's important to bring other people along in that process. And for me, you know, I had the first opportunity to write um, in a compilation book, actually, in 2018. So that's where it started. And then I uh, wrote my own book. And then I said, you know, I'm ready to try my own compilation book. And uh, so this is kind of where the journey began a little bit for me. Sure. I like it. So this is really kind of like the third iteration, right? This is kind of the third phase of uh, this this writing journey. So you you released a book pr- prior to this, prior to Emerging Men. You talked right. about the 11 female uh, leaders that you had. First of all, share with us that how did that come about? And then uh, I guess my part two is from that, you know, you, you mentioned that there was a void, a gap in male representation and sharing genuine and authentic, transparent moments and feelings. How does that inspire you from the, the book that you were working on to going to this kind of demographic that really is underrepresented? 
Yeah. You know, well, just to, so to back up, like you were saying, the, the first iteration of Emerging actually came about in 2020 um, during COVID, of course, right? And I was saying to my sister one day, I said, wow, can you imagine the number of people that are writing books that are, that are going to come out during this time? Because people just maybe have the quiet time, the quiet space that they needed to get it done. And uh, little did I know, um, about mid, towards the end of the summer, Last year, I started thinking, I don't know, and this is just the title just came to me. The word emerging came to me. I didn't know what it was, but like when I get these things, I just put them in my notes in my phone. And as the summer progressed about like September, I decided, I said, you know, this looks like a good title for a book. And that's where it came from. And I said, well, you know, I had the experience of being in a compilation book and being able to share a story about you know, how I started moving in the personal development space um, and changing my life. What about me inviting some other ladies who are probably in similar spaces as me, as I am, and invite them into the writing journey and see if they're interested. And um, so my goal was, I think my goal initially was 10. And uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll get 10 women and, and we'll just kind of go from there. And uh, once I started sharing, I really didn't even get a chance to kind of advertise it too much um, because once I had a few people on board, they started sharing it with other people. And I really had like my 11 ladies in place probably in a matter of like maybe two weeks or so. And uh, so it happened really quickly. And and I just want to add too, this is also the power of social media too. Yeah. Um, one being in that I'm in other networks, right? So i been, you know, I met some people from a conference, we stayed connected, then you get into these other, you know, tribes of people. And uh, so I, I reached into some of those networks and, you know, they were like, sure, yeah, I, I, I want to write my own book, but I'm not really ready to write an entire book, but mm -hmm. a chapter, yeah, I could do a chapter, <laughs> I could do a yeah. chapter, you know, so it, it started there. And um, as I was closing out the end of that book, um, in terms of the coaching part with the ladies, sure. I got another thought and I said, this would be pretty powerful if I could get men to tell their story and do it in the same way, except I want it intimate. I want a smaller group, not as large, you know? So, um, my goal, I believe was seven. That was my goal. Um, uh, I ended up with six and, um, and I feel, Hey, that was the number it was supposed to be. And, uh, so it was, so for me, uh, getting the men on board, I'll tell you, uh, Cody was was a lot more uh, a lot more challenging. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> that was definitely a lot more challenging because I'm like, oh my goodness, I said seven, right? How am I gonna get seven? And uh, <laughs> so it took me some time. It took me some time to nurture uh, connections and to yeah. uh, keep reaching out. You know, people I knew um, yeah. and and said, hey, this is what I'm up to. Uh, you could look at the women's book and see what that was about and and see, you know, do, would you be willing, you know, to share a part of your life and your journey? And what why I thought I could do it, um, especially as a woman working and coaching men through the process, I really think came from the fact that I have over 25 years in social services um, background. And, you know, I worked with a lot of families. I work with a lot of children. I work with a lot of men um, who were sometimes on the outskirts of the family, right? You know, they they had their own journeys of why they weren't in the home to parent their children, um, custody, divorce issues, you know, mental health, substance abuse, kind of a whole variation. And I really felt like I could use 
a lot of my my skills and abilities when I was, you know, working with families then to to really feel like I had a foundation to be able to to work with men and to help them, you know, sort of craft their story, you know, in print form. So that's kind of where all of that came from. And um, yeah, so yeah, the men were a little tougher to get on board, but I, I got six. <laughs> I believe it. So men, and <laughs> we are difficult, no doubt about it. No <laughs> doubt about it. You can reach out, and I, you know, and I don't, you know, want to get you don't want to put general labels on anybody and whatnot, right. but. For the most part, women are a bit more adaptive. If you say, hey, we're going to do something, you will get a, huh, that's interesting. Versus a man be like, no, nah. it's just like, it's just an automatic denial. It's automatic skepticism. <laughs> you know, it's automatic. Yes. It's like, why? You know, so it, I can only imagine trying to gather whatever amount, whatever, six or seven uh, men that would share, you know, a piece of them. Right. Um, yeah. Something I've been focusing on is mental health. Uh, you know, um, mental health is a never ending journey, but it's always a road that everybody should travel down. But what I've learned is that it's hard to unpack. <laughs> and I like It's hard to be really, really honest and really, really, I think, granular. Uh, so how did you extract, you know, like, I mean, obviously there was a particular focus. Yeah. But how did you get them to be vulnerable? Well, you know, the way I coach and the way I, I do it is honestly, uh, the first few assignments they had was really free flow. You know, okay. it was, you're not wedded to any topic yet. You're not wedded to any format yet. Your job is just to begin thinking about what you would like to share. And okay. secondly, what story or do you, what what aspect of your life do you think will would make the most impact based on who you serve right now because some of these individuals you know they serve as leaders in their own communities you know they they work with um you know they might do training they may do coaching they might do um uh speaking engagement so there was another aspect too was to think about who do you speak to already who is your target audience and maybe that's who you're crafting your message for so I really kind of left it open for them with those parameters in place to kind of think about. And, um, and as we were going through the process, um, I had some samples of some of the stories from the prior book to sure. give as a way to think about how you can share your story. And honestly, it really came down to, um, I think, just our coaching time and, and them hearing each other. Because, you know, people do best when they sort of have a, you know, their own tribe together. You know what I mean? They're, they're working right. together. There's accountability to, to kind of help each other through the process. And um, so I really think I, I was just blessed. Honestly, that's what I say. I was blessed that they selected me um, to work with because I, I do think they really came with a lot of, a lot of skill and a lot of gifts already. And it was just mm -hmm. kind of formatting it and crafting it. And um, I call it, have them 3d the story. Like, I want people to be able to to feel it. I want them to be able to see it from another angle. Like, I want you to, like, really give me some details and make make the story juicy. So people are going to be like, wait a minute. So what did happen here? You know, because um, you want to pull your reader in. And, and they absolutely did that. So for those that, you know, um, you know, when you secure a copy, you'll see what I'm talking about. I got you. I like I like the I like the plug when you look buy it. Secure the copy It's on Amazon. When you were when you were uh, redacting it, right? You're putting the compilation together. Um, 
they've completed their exercises and you have this spectrum, I guess is to say, of information. Did you ever come across a story that just wowed you for good or for bad? Right. Just like, huh? Like, really? You know, like you you went through this. Um, like what what was what was that aha moment? And I don't mean like aha in a good way, but I mean like aha, like wow, you know, like I did not know. I think for me, uh, it was maybe a collective aha because okay. I and I even told the gentleman that I and I and every time we, we would connect, I would say I'm really, I'm really honored, I'm really humbled because not often do you get men willing to share, right? Number one, willing to share about themselves. But secondly, to say, I'm also going to do it and share it with the world now. And um, so for me- Don't test day, powering through is January. It's freezing out, I get it. The weather sucks, especially if you live here in the Midwest. You know I get through it, super power. Superpower pre-workout. This is my signature line. You can purchase it at www.cvmkglobal.store. All your signature supplement needs are met. And um, so, for me, when I when I think about you know their vulnerability and uh, how they tell the story, um, I just say the collective aha is that they were all willing and committed to the process um, um, to see it through and to see their own story go through a process. And um, uh, one of the gentlemen said, you know, the writing was actually therapeutic um, for him. Hmm. Uh, you know, one said that they didn't realize that they thought they had processed and worked through some stuff until they kind of had to go through it again and write it this time to say, well, maybe I didn't quite work all that stuff through as I thought I had, um, because writing will do that. It will stir up. Um, it will stir up some of the some of the past. Um, but one thing I always uh, work when whomever I work with, I always encourage them to make the decision to share the story that they have absolutely healed from, mm-hmm. because you do not wish to. You don't wish. I don't want. Rather, I'll say I don't want anyone to feel that they have opened themselves up in a space that makes them more vulnerable that they haven't really processed. So yeah. that was that was one of the other parameters was that the story they shared um, had to be one that they healed from. It didn't mean that they wouldn't be triggered by <laughs> what they shared, um, but they you know they certainly had to make sure that it, they were healed. With how do you, how do you know that someone is healed from something? So when you said that, it kind of it really registered uh, mainly because you know healing is funny, and what I mean by healing. There are levels to healing, right? And let's, let's like, I had back surgery a few years ago. Um, I'm in better shape than I was prior to that, but it's a difference, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a difference, right? Right. Um, I sometimes I think of, um, there's a biblical story of, you know, Jesus and the woman of the issue of the blood, of the issue of blood and what a lot of readers don't or they fail to understand is that that doesn't mean she didn't get sick again. Right. right? Like that specific issue was healed, you know, life in and of itself continued. And I wonder, you know, like to say I'm fully healed or I'm set free from this, like how, how do you know that like I'm completely over it? Well, I I think for the gentleman, I, I, I can't, I can't ever answer 
that they are fully healed because as you said, right, healing is in different stages. And it doesn't mean that, like I said before, that you may not get triggered by the story or triggered by the events of the story. Um, but that's why I asked them to 3D the story and to tell it from different angles and to be able to take the reader into it. Um, and I can, uh, only thing I can do is, is to tell them um, that they have the ultimate choice in what they want to share because it's still their story. I, I'm never going to morph it or change it in such a way that it doesn't sound like them, um, that it mm -hmm. isn't them. Um, and they have final review of what they decided to share. So I don't, um, they have to determine that they've healed from that. Um, the only thing I can do is once I get it and receive it and review it, only thing I can do is tell that this is one they really want to share because otherwise they will abort the process or they will say, that's not one I want to do anymore. And, um, and, and the same was true for the ladies that I, you know, the same parameters. And um, interestingly, when you, when you ask that question, um, I, I do think about uh, after the stories were done, they were print, you know, the books were out. Um, I think it, what it does, cause it happened to me when I, um, <laughs> when I shared my first story and then when I wrote my own book, you kind of go through this, Oh my goodness, I'm vulnerable again. I just bared everything. And I didn't, I, I wanted to do this, but at the same time, I'm excited and I'm nervous about it. So mm -hmm. I just tell them to honor all the feelings because you're gonna go through it no matter what. You you feel good about it when you write it. Yeah, this is the story I want to tell. Then when it's in print and it's done and it's out there, it's like, oh man, I told everybody all my stuff. <laughs> That's why I say tell the one that you know that you feel most comfortable telling. I never, I never dictate what they should share or anything. So they make the, all those decisions. That's good. I think you hit it. You really nailed it. Um, there is a vulnerable, there's a vulnerability post uh, deliverance. And what I mean by that, like yeah. whenever you do something, when it's in process, you're confident, like you're super yeah. confident. But as <laughs> soon as you finalize it and you release it, you feel like a child. <laughs> like, 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 why did I just, you know, what was I thinking? You know, like, or, or, you know, like, like anybody who does not have doubt, I feel like is not human, right? Like doubt, it seems like it's ingrained and this, 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 this weirdness that I can feel in, in a sense, uh, like a, like a, like a, like a nakedness or something like a, just like it's exposed, it's exposed. you know what I'm saying? An exposed truth and exposed experience. And I think that can, you know, it takes, real maturity to sit there and to bask in the emotion, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to say it. I'm going to just wait. Right. Because, right. you know, I think, you know, initially I think those men are right. Be like, no, I'm pulling this off the shelf. I'm not sharing this. Right. But you know, that's, that's great. And what I do like about it is that you said you honored the writing, you honored the shared stories and you did not change it. Um, to, no. to fit a narrative. And, you know, I think that is so needed and so missing because, you know, like everybody, when we create something, we want it to sell, you know, so you got to fund it. Right. Right. Like we don't want to just sit there and have it, you know, take up space on a hard drive. So the temptation to create incentive, right. Is there. And it's like, this is good. This would be better. 
this would sell. You start, you start seeing within like, oh, I can, you know, and not to change their stories. I think it's truly, uh, it's truly admirable. I want to get into, I want to get into some of your other writings before I let you go, because I know we're running out of time. Yeah. I think you have a writing called the top 5%, if I'm not mistaken, the power of the 5% success lessons to amplify uh, your life. Published it uh, right before the pandemic hit. Literally, March right. is funny. It's funny. Yeah, I know that, that had to be a shot. You published it, and then the world kind of comes. <laughs> yes. in. So what happened there? <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually, I ended up releasing the book on my birthday um, in March. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It was like the, the week before everything um, changed. So, um, you know, what I'll say, so that book actually is is my personal journey um, as I kind of had started going through personal development, um, yeah. my personal journey and making decisions around, you know, uh, just speaking up more, owning my space, owning my zone of genius. What am I good at? And um, deciding yeah. to step into entrepreneurship. And um, for me, I was I was really taking people through, and I call it, um, you know, when you're in the cart the cartoons, and they have that bubble on the side, that thought bubble. I, I'm really taking you in my thought bubble of things that I was thinking as I was moving through the process. And um, so I share with the people that I work with what my process was like and what I experienced because I understand. That's why I say I honor the feelings and the emotions that the mm-hmm. the uh, aspiring writers um, authors have. Because I walked through it and I and I knew even when I was done with it, I was like, I'm not releasing this like right now. Like I was done. I was happy to be done with the writing part. But I was like, I didn't release it actually until um, I would say it was about like almost um, maybe maybe about like 10 months later. So sure. although I was done with it, I didn't release it because I felt like there were still some things that I wanted to to change and to modify. And honestly, it was. um. Uh, what they call analysis of paralysis. paralysis I was yeah. just like, I was just stalling quite honestly. And, um, and it was me going through what you were just sh- saying before, you know, the doubt of, um, you know, should I do this? Why am I doing this? So I, I understand the seat that uh, aspiring authors sit in sure. when they are excited about it. And then when it's done, it's like, Oh, now I really, I really got to do it. Like I really got to hit that live button and, and mm-hmm. say yes, <laughs> you know? So Um, but that book is really walking people through, uh, 5%, like taking, how do you, how do you take small wins and add them up to a bigger win? Um, because Mm -hmm. so often people get caught up thinking like success is this big one, one big pie. Like I'm aspiring to get this one big thing. And actually the journey is in getting it. That's the lesson. That's the Mm -hmm. lesson. So, um, that's where the, the success lessons come from. I'm sharing some of the success principles that I, that I use to work through the process and that I use in my coaching. And, um, I'm a certified Jack Canfield success principles trainer. So all those principles around how you move from one place to the next is incorporated in there, but also incorporated in my trainings and workshops, because, um, sometimes people like, they just need to get some small wins under their belt, mm-hmm. you know, to feel like I've got evidence to say I can do it. And um, so that's what that's about. I love it. We need to hire you. I was thinking, I said, uh, I, I think you you hit it on the, the head. Uh, these small steps that go unnoticed are really the signs of success. Um, I think it goes unnoticed for a couple of reasons. A, it's hard to celebrate 
minor things, right? Like if you get up and, you know, let's say a minor thing is you took the trash out on time before the garbage people got there. That's not, you know, it's a minor thing, but it's so needed. Right. But nobody celebrates that because it's expected. And the problem is we're confusing ROI or expectation, right, 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 with real life. And real life is not analytical. You know, like we're so we put numbers associated to everything. So it's only successful at this amount or at this pace or at this dividend, right? Right. And when you do something like that, anything that does not come to that level is automatically discarded. But right. I think it's hurtful because that's a lot in that little space, right? It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been super preachy lately. I was telling my wife, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I just been super <laughs> preachy, but like, you know, about us about, you know, being faithful over a few things. Like, I really, I'm thinking about it now. It really has a focus of understanding that God is in small stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's the small stuff, right? Like yeah. not this big overarching, you know, miraculous, whatever. It's the small stuff. Yeah, and we overlook it because society doesn't care about the small stuff, right? No, and that's the and that's the danger too of of social media. At the same time, so as much as it's a helpful thing um, to expand your reach, to right. you know network in different spaces now. Um, it, it can be dangerous because it looks like everybody's life is just so perfect. And and the reality is we all know it's not right, but we're going to show the things that, you know, look glamorous. And, um, and, and I remember doing a live on my business page called why you should sweat the small stuff um, because you should take notice of those small things because that again is where the lesson is, but that's also where you start to gain your muscle and your momentum to keep doing what you what you're aspiring to do and i always tell people like my my success journey may not be yours cody right so right. your success journey is not mine everyone gets to define success as they see it for them so it that's why i say a little bit of social media can be a little dangerous because you can find yourself looking over in somebody else's lane or looking over in that lane and it's like oh i'm supposed to be over here this is what i'm doing this is my focus and um so if you if you stay true to what you do best, uh, you know what works best for you, what you do that you don't even have to like think about, it just comes easy for you. Like that's your thing, and I know what my thing is, so I stay in my lane, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, wish more people would would be aware of that and and really honor what they do well, um, and then you then you reach whatever that success journey is for you. I like it. I like it. Tara, look, I know we got a couple minutes left. I'm gonna give you the space. A minute, you know, you're you you coach individuals, you influence leaders, you help bring people into a space that they can be confident in their own lane, right? This book, right. Emerging Men, uh, is about gathering these collections of stories from a community that has really not been tapped into so that others can heal from their experiences. Share with the audience, if you had to give them, it's 2022, they're seeing this January 2022, what would you tell them in a minute? You know, I would tell them like, you know, don't, don't wait for a new year to start doing new things, right? When you identify what it is that you think is best for you, like start working on it. And I always 
you know, encourage people to get connected to people who are doing the things that you want to do or that you that you maybe you're currently doing, but you want to refine it and perfect it. Um, so I would say just get connected to people who are the right people around you and um, get accountability, right? Because you don't have to wait. <laughs> you don't really have to wait for anything. Like we all internally have what we need. Sometimes we just need someone to help us bring it out. And that's what happened to me. You know, I wasn't as, you know, I was operating in the world in a, in a big space in terms of what I did in my career, but I felt unfulfilled. I felt there was more I could do. And until someone, I invested in support and mentoring and coaching that Someone help bring some things out of me. So don't be don't be afraid to be coachable. Don't be afraid to be teachable. Like, you know, let people support you. Perfect. I love it. Let people support you. Tara, where can they connect you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support you? Buy the book. I know I mentioned it a couple of times, just dropping a little, you know, a little Easter eggs, but where can they connect with you? Yeah, I'm on all things social media. I have my business page on Facebook, Tara Hall Inspired Solutions. Um, I connect there. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, again, Tara Hall, and on Instagram, it's Tara D. Hall. But all things Tara Hall, it's easy to find me, and um, I love to connect with people. Awesome. Awesome. Y'all connect with Tara. She's all things on social media, her LinkedIn, her website, buy the book via Amazon, supporter, amazing author, amazing influencer. And if you want to keep seeing amazing individuals like Tara Hall, you know what you got to do. We was headed at the beginning of the show. Hopefully I can speak. Connect with your boy on Instagram at CVMK33 and the business page at CVMK underscore global. Subscribe to the YouTube page at CV space K and shop at CVMKglobal.store. I'm glad I can remember my own website. Until next time, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks.